We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Last time on Rad Rolls. The cabinet has agreed that our new settlement will be called the Rising Sun Settlement. He just carves the slightest amount into this metal sign and writes in in kind of jagged lettered rising sun settlement you find this uh this kind of frag grenade um that is lying right there that's that's kind of ready um if you wanted to it seems like you could shove it into a piece of meat to fully enclose it in there um and and, and kind of make yourself explosive bait if hazel's preparing frag wellington over here and from the ground, a a, uh, a jet of water shoots up into the sky. Finally, lunch is served. So Signal rolls a table of meat out to the group. It's filled to the brim with various meats, particularly Myrler. Signal lays down his super sledge face down on the ground and lights the very end of it. He turns towards the group and says, cookout. Excuse me. He says, cookout. I want to see how uh, Signal is going to prepare this Meyerlurk, because I'm I'm curious, because I don't know if there's a lot of Meyerworks up uh, where uh, where I'm from, so I want to see how this uh, meat is going to play out. Signal takes a piece of, of the Meyerlurk shell. Um, it's, it's kind of hard on top. You notice that there's some meat in between it he grabs it with his big hand and and shoves it underneath the little fire that's coming off of the super sledge it's a very small fire um it's about the size of maybe like a, a fist or something and it's kind of heating up the bottom of the shell and there's kind of a smoke rising from it and he's he's sitting there and he's whistling a tune um and the tune is mary had a little lamb oh God. <laughs> i'm trying to make a survival check to see how safe <laughs> this will be i mean i've yeah I've, I've had dealings with uh meat at various points of uh freshness and perception plus survival i'm gonna give it difficulty one and i rolled a 13 and a 14 so zero successes looks good to me um frankly to you you at this moment seem pretty enticed by whatever this Meyerlurk meat is uh, Lonnie thinks to himself that maybe he hasn't had a meal in a good bit, and to be to be frank, you know, Lonnie is is indeed scrawny, so he may want some of the uh, Myrlurk meat to eat. Well, I'd say any amount of flame is probably better than no amount of flame. So, uh, Clark has uh, had a long career at this point as a caravan guard, and he takes a look at the small flame on the top of the super sledge and realizes that it's going to take literally hours to cook this Marley meat. So if I can, can I make a survival check to see if I can make a fire? Do luck. No, yeah, I'm going to oh, have you roll okay. oh, no. luck plus survival. Oh, that's, that's cool. Okay. Difficulty zero. It's not going to go great, but let's see. I rolled 
16 and a 7, so I still fail, even with a 7. Pep is watching him try to build a fire. I think Pep would try to help out. Um, Maybe try to correct. Let's see uh, how my survival skills pan out here to help with this fire building. I think you should roll the same. Roll a um, luck plus survival. um, Difficulty zero. Got a 20 and an 8. We are in a swamp, guys, so building a fire might be a little hard. Mark is working on this with, like, really damp sticks. Like Pep said, we're in a swamp, so it's just not going to really work. And um, sort of under his breath, he he says to, to Pep, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm only really good at, like, shooting stuff. Uh, somebody else usually made the um, fires, and you can tell he's really, like, comfortable even asking for help what is should be a really simple task that he can't even manage to do and, um yeah i thought i would be uh, better at certain fires too i'm gonna blame i'm gonna blame it on a swamp i'm blaming it on the swamp uh anyone uh wait did, did laser guns start fires <laughs> can we use the laser gun to start a fire yeah i've got a laser pistol but i'm like why do we need another fire? He's got a fire on his stick right here. Like it's is it not is it not doing the job? Seems like a little fire. It's a very small fire. What's well, a small piece of Mylark? Right now, while there's cooking happening, um, and it seems like you all have not rolled fast enough to uh, get your cooking on. Signal is still cooking, and it's time probably to start thinking about the settlement. What? Clark would do is um, I think he was impressed with Pep going out and sort of serving as the lookout on top of the radio station to realize that that would be a really easy location to sort of set up a lookout for over the night. Um, um, having somebody that could be up there and uh, watch us over. Um, being part of the caravan, he always knew that um, have to have somebody sort of take shifts uh, to be able to to keep the party safe at night. So um, if there's any guests wood lying around or really anything, he can sort of set up, um, you know, kind of a, a little guard post and, and he could spend some time trying to get that set up. So we learned we learned that Pep can get onto the top of um, onto the top of the of the radio station. So you could try to repair the um, the stairs and kind of make a little, you know, little outlook up there. Um, I'm going to say if you could please roll a difficulty one um, intelligence plus survival. Okay. I rolled a six and a one. So actually rolled really well. Yeah. You get, I think you get an extra AP for that. I think so. Yeah. Great. So you, you end up building it. Uh, you build a, a nice little uh, ladder. That's good and sturdy. Unlike the last one and, and kind of have a little, a little guard post uh, set atop there. It's not anything that's too secure, but it allows you to have cover from the rooftop. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I want to take a look at the um, the radio transmitter because uh, I'm curious to see kind of what range it has. Uh, as we know, like uh, I think I said uh, earlier that a radio station is a good way to attract settlers, but it's also a good way to attract raiders. Uh, so it'd be a good idea to get... Um, 
uh, kind of a delay of how much coverage we get and how strong that signal is. See how we might go about using it. When you when you go inside and you start looking at the radio equipment, um, you notice on the strange screen that that signal has put together that the signal itself, the sig- signal signal, is uh, is fairly weak. It, it's not it's not in a big big range. Um, it's just enough to cover maybe like a a good like five kilometers around the area. And, you know, knowing, knowing what you do about kind of, kind of pre-war stuff and the, and you know, the, um, that time period, you know, that that's not a very strong signal. In my opinion, I'm going to go out and uh, tell the mayor and the rest of the crew, uh, that about five miles is about the range. And that might be good enough for right now until we get a little bit more secure and get the settlement, uh, a little more stabilized, but at least we know it should be an option to increase the, Range when we're ready. So it's about five kilometers or five miles. Um, uh, did I say kilometers? I meant miles because we're not in Britain. All right. So we got a five mile uh, range on that. What about you, Hazel? What are you going to get into? Hazel's going to take the opportunity to go back inside and take a look at that refrigerator that was, uh, as far as she can tell, only so far has been used as a ballot box. There was a giant pile of food that was going bad next to it. So she wants to see if it's functional and what's actually inside of it. If you could roll, I want you to roll intelligence plus survival on that. We're doing a bunch of survival rolls today. Uh, Intelligence plus survival difficulty you want. So I got a seven and a two, so four successes. You see this refrigerator. uh, It seems like that it is leaking Freon in the back. Um, that, that it had, may have been filled up, filled up earlier, but it seemed like that maybe it had been like knocked around a bit, um, that maybe there was like a big animal that came in there and just kind of knocked everything around or maybe a very large super mutant. It's not working currently, uh, but you realize that you could probably get some, uh, get some tape and fix it temporarily enough, have it be in some working order, but maybe not a forever. Work. Okay. Is there anything inside of it other than the, uh, pieces of, um, uh, paper, or is it completely cleaned out on the inside? So there was a bunch of makeshift projects laying on uh, Signal's desk, so you can look for that with, um, I'm going to have you do Perception plus Survival, Difficulty Zero. One success. You find a piece of, it has this man on it, um, it it's this rolled circular thing, and it has this man on it with a very, uh, very big beard. Um, and it says Elastastic on it. You, you kind of look at the packaging and you realize it's a big roll of what you think is duct tape. Uh, but it looks pretty strong, uh, so you may be able to use that to. Uh, well, you could use that to um, to patch the refrigerator in the radio tower. Okay, uh, so when I have a chance, I'm actually going to go back outside and see if I can find uh, Pep. I'm going to see if I can get Pep to help me try and fix this thing up. Yeah, I, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm probably good at it. I could probably do that. I'm pretty good. I, I can do it. I got it. Yeah, let's let's go fix the refrigerator. All right, here you go. Here's the tape. All right. It's a handyman tool. Elasti elasti tape. Could you both roll a uh, charisma plus speech difficulty zero? I got two successes. We're doing speech and charisma. So five Mm -hmm. and two. So, yeah, one success. One success. success. It is difficulty zero. So you both um, you both get AP. You all actually, you start building this fridge together um, and you actually feel this sense of camaraderie, like like you all, you all are bonded. Um, what would you all like to bond over? 
uh, this is one of the things that I'm adding into the game that I like from from other games. I want to I want to kind of make bonds with the party members and kind of stage them based on things that you're working on together. And this is a great opportunity for that. So uh, for your characters, how would you like to bond? Are you bonding over the refrigerator? Are you all going to have a conversation? You can decide for yourself or let it play out. We can have a discussion about the feasibility of surviving a nuclear blast by waiting it out in a refrigerator. Is that's up for debate. I heard it happened once. Once. But once is all it takes. No one wanted to try it a second time. Well, you would think that somebody inside would at the very least get enough radiation that they'd be uh, ghoulified. How, how much would... That'd be terrible to be a ghoul, not have to eat, not die, and just be stuck in a refrigerator for like 200 years. I have a theory. I have a theory about ghouls. I, I, I've met ghouls. I know a few ghouls. I know uh, a couple of ghouls. There's some very nice pre-war ghouls who taught me some interesting stuff when I was growing up. Yeah. Do they talk about ever getting sleep? Ah, see, my theory is I think ghouls sleep for really long. Like they go into hibernation like bears used to or yaogwai. Uh So, yeah, I think ghouls sleep for really long periods of time. And that's why they aren't all like crazy. Because if I was locked in a refrigerator for 200 years, I'd go crazy. That makes sense. In the in the winter, they might sleep a little longer than usual if they're not kept warm. It's it's almost like uh, they go into a turger, and it slows down all their uh, body processes. Explains why most of the ghouls I run into when I was traveling through the desert to get here, there were a lot of feral ghouls in the desert, like just tons. It was not pretty. What's it like going through the desert? Did you go on Route 66? I've always wanted to go on no, Route 66. No, I did go through the, the former uh, Caesars Legions areas. I actually took, it used to be called the Old South Road. Uh, it's called the Gila Road. Uh, and it used to actually go all the way from um, the south of California, down past the Mexican border, and up into uh, uh, Texas. And that's that's the route I took to get over here. So I kind of sidestepped as much of the... Uh, drama with uh, the NCR and the Legion as I could. And I did see some Gila monsters, although um, <clears throat> I didn't try and ride any. Seemed a little dangerous. They've gotten pretty big since, you know, compared to what they used to be. So while Hazel, Hazel and, uh, and Pep are bonding, uh, Lonnie, yes. we haven't gotten to you. What are you planning to do with the, with the settlement right now? This new water geyser that we have created uh, poses some benefits but right now it's making a wet area wetter. I am interested in trying to cap this off for now because eventually if we want this place to be livable, we need to try to dry it out some. And with my history with, uh, you know, uh, working on dams and levees and water leaks kind of being a, a pain point for me, I want to uh, stem the flow uh, temporarily. So I'm not sure how big of a hole we're dealing with here. If there's any additional sheet metal and some rocks that we can use to kind of, um, you know, tamp this off. But that's my project. Do perception plus survival difficulty zero. Well, that's an 18 and an 18. So no successes. And I think I would like to spend a luck point to reroll one of those. Go ahead, Aqua Boy. Uh, that gives me eight which would be a single success right so you uh you look around and you can't find you can't find anything to block this hole but by chance you happen upon the single stone that is like the perfect shape and size to kind of 
taper off this this geyser. Um, and uh, as we all know, you are you are a, a, a gentleman of the water. Um, you're not a lady in the water, but you're definitely a gentleman. Um, and you shove this uh, this this piece of rock and kind of uh, taper off the geyser. So it's it's coming out a little bit, but it's not creating a hazard anymore. I'm imagining like the water hose, like putting your thumb over it. Just getting sprayed down completely. He's just rolling around down there in the mud. And then just like afterward, everyone's like, are you okay? And I just kind of do like the sexy hair whip. It's like, I'm good. Uh, it is, it is getting late, uh, late in the day. Um, so that would be a good time if everyone wants to, um, Everyone wants to rest up. There are bunk beds in the in the um, in the place. That way, you're you're all rested before you set out, and it gives you enough time so that uh, Signal may cook some some stuff for you if that is something you all want to do, or you can travel by night if you wish. Nah, I'm gonna rest up. I think we yeah. should rest. I think we all took some damage, so yeah. Plus, traveling through the swamp at night probably doesn't seem like the best idea. Because I definitely agree with that. I don't think that's the best idea. Besides. Hey, clean my pistol. Clark, Hazel, and Lonnie, roll me, roll me something. Roll you something here. Roll me yes, something. Yes, we can. <laughs> roll something. I need to know what, but I can roll, roll me uh, a difficulty three perception plus repair. Um. Okay, my perception is a five, and I have zero ranks in repair, so that would be a five that I needed. I rolled a 19 and an 8, so zero successes. Failure. I've got perception 6, repair 3, should be in my wheelhouse. Rolled 15 and 16, so rolling real hot tonight. This would be great if we were not playing a 2d20 <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a 16 and an 18. I failed miserably. Great. Um, well, uh, the good news is you all you all go to sleep. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> this is interesting. No dreams. Go inside um, and kind of kind of get into get into the bug beds uh, and go to sleep. But before Pap heads inside, Ignal comes out and says, um, "Name?" and is looking at Pap. My name? I'm Pap. Pap. Pap have fun part with and I, signal kind of gestures yep. over signal kind of gestures over to your your bag and he notices that you have some uh you have broken car parts yeah i have fun parts i mean what are we talking about here signal i got fun parts uh you notice that signal like has uh, signal blushes because he he understands you uh but a super mutant blushing that your cheeks just kind of turn yellow um that's kind of that's kind of how it looks signal looks at you and says pep want Vroom vroom. Pep want vroom vroom. Pep definitely wants a vroom vroom. What do you got for me, Signal? Signal leads you over to your broken car parts. And um, he's standing there with the super sledge and kind of looking at um, all of the different areas. And he notices that the thing that you're missing most is an engine. Um, most cars uh, in a, a pre-war era ran off of nuclear, um, uh, nuclear uh, energy. Ran off of nuclear energy. And... He pulls out his super sledge and takes a piece of it off of the hammer. You notice that it's the piece with the uh, that has the flame and also the um, piece that moves the hammer back and forth, kind of like that that pounding motion that mm -hmm. the, the super sledge makes. Um, 
and places it into the area uh, where the engine block is. And Signal looks at these broken parts and says, vroom, vroom. You realize that Signal has a makeshift one-cylinder engine that he has given you. Um, so would there be anything that you would like to do with all of this information Signal has bestowed upon you? Can I, in the the realm of practicality, Pep wants a vroom vroom, uh, but a vroom vroom that's going to help us here at this settlement. Are, is there enough parts around that I could build, like, essentially a Model T, like something that's an engine with some wheels and a flatbed that we can use for hauling equipment? Because uh, we got to find a water purifier. we got to find a lot of stuff that we need to move. Yes, um, that you can build a really fancy uh, Model T, uh, but you're going to need to uh, roll. I'm going to give you a difficulty two, intelligence plus repair. I got a 19 and a six. Spin an AP. Uh, I'll spend. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I have AP. Let me spend an AP. Got a 16 on that. So here's no good. Here's what I'm here's what I'm going to do. Okay, so I'm going to give you a mixed success um, or a success at a cost. So instead of building a model T like car, um, you end up building what they call a model R. You can Google that at home. Uh, It is it is older than a, a model T and it is indeed a single cylinder engine car. You have have uh, essentially gotten in there and assembled this car in, in very quick speed. You you have a lot of that knowledge from being from the track. You have a, a your tag skills and pilot. So you assembled this car. Mm-hmm. It has two seats in it um, that are kind of like a bench seat in the front. It has uh, some storage in the back. But you realize on a single cylinder, this thing can maybe go at max 10 miles an hour. It is just a little bit faster than walking um, or a little bit faster than running. Probably. So there's, there's enough for two people to sit in it, but it has storage in the back. Uh, I will allow you, is there any kind of like custom flair you would like to add to uh, your vehicle? Going from like Indianapolis 500, you know, settlements. Uh, I, would, um, I think, I think Pep would be into some sort of uh, corporate sponsorship uh, design. Can he salvage any kind of logo off the elastitape packaging and uh, maybe do some uh, uh, <laughs> rudimentary art that uh, shows that this Model R post-apocalyptic vehicle is sponsored by elastitape? You can fix Literally a refrigerator with it. it. Oh, I yep. love it so much. Wow. And here I thought you are going to try to add a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Please roll charisma plus repair difficulty zero. All right, charisma five, repair three. Let's go to that dice roll. Fifteen and a fourteen. That, that car's not looking too good, is it? <laughs> so uh, you do manage to to pull this sticker off of the um, off of the tape. It has this this man with with the beard. What what did you say it had on it? What what was it that it had on it that you liked? Oh, the, I just uh, I just want that logo because uh, we're we're officially sponsored by Elastitape as far as Pep's concerned. So you uh, go to to put this logo on. You place it on the side of the car, and uh, you pull it off, and you realize you still have more logo. So you think, okay, I'll place it on the um, on the screen of the car, the the window at the front. So you place it there, but you accidentally trip. 
and there was a few stickers in your hand, and now they're blocking the passenger side window, so it just says elastitape, 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 elastitape across the window. Uh, so there's like a stripe of circular elastitapes now going across the car window. Well, the passenger doesn't need to see anyway. I mean, they could just, you know, tilt their head out the window. I have a feeling it. that in the Fallout universe, uh, the equivalent of duct tape just literally will never come off. I have a feeling <laughs> that that windshield is just going to be permanently <laughs> covered in duct tape. And somehow also gives off ra- radiation. That's the Fallout universe. <laughs> tape wouldn't be any count if it came off. I mean, who wants that? You're done making your car, so you, if you wanted to take a rest, now would be the time to do that. And I'm going to have everyone roll for um, if they're well-rested or not. So uh, I'm going to have, these are kind of bunk beds. It's not all put together. Um, I'm actually going to make this a uh, difficulty one endurance plus survival test. So if everyone would do that for me. I did get one success. I got one success. One success. Oh, I, I got a success with my spent AP. We're going to actually get rid of everyone's AP, and six of the AP is actually going to the group pool. Every time you rest, I'm going to take away all of the AP that you generated and just have the group pool, and the pool is the max of six. We we don't seem to have a problem generating AP, so... No, you all don't, which is why I'm taking it away. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The sound of a vault alarm blares as metal screeches along the tracks. A small light illuminates overhead as it grows and water begins to trickle down onto the solid metal foundation you are landing on. You've been gagged and you cannot speak. Suddenly, the platform screeches to a stop about six feet short of the ground level. Water slowly begins to fill the concave hole you find yourself in. What do you are my are my hands bound? Your hands are bound, your feet are bound and your mouth is gagged. Um, I guess I start to struggle against the, the bindings. Try to try to try to get my arms free. You're going to try for your arms. If you could please roll strength plus survival difficulty two. 19 and 11. And so what was your your strength and your um... strength is five and I have no bonus for survival. OK. Um, so you fail to get your arms uh, free of that, and you notice water fills up uh, about to... Uh, it's kind of coming up to almost a foot in the uh, in the hole. So what's your next move here? Um, can I try to try to climb out? Is, 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 it too, is it tall enough to the point where I can't stand up and look over the, the edge? You can't stand up and look over the edge. Okay. Um, um, from, from where you are. I guess uh, I'll look around and see if there's anything in the hole I could use to cut my bindings free. Okay, sure. Uh, please roll a uh, perception plus survival difficulty one. Okay, well then I definitely failed. Okay, 
Uh, so uh, water rushes in. You see a piece of wood that you could maybe use to um, cut your bindings, and that actually scratches your face for uh, one damage, Ooh. unfortunately. Uh, and water is still rolling in. Well, I'd like to use. I'd like to try to use the wood to cut something besides my face. Uh, let's go for the hands. Okay, please roll a uh, difficulty zero melee weapons plus strength. Strength plus melee weapons, difficulty zero. Okay, a thirteen and a sixteen. So you fail that again. Uh, so you go to. Uh, you go to. Oh, this is great. You go to cut your hands, and uh, the wood that you slide in between your your, your bindings, um, you actually cut both of your hands um, for two damage. Uh, you actually take two damage. The water is up to probably, th- the water is up to three feet uh, in this hole, and your hands are are bound, your legs are bound, and your mouth is gagged. Um, you, you still have your your piece of wood somehow, uh, but it's bloody. Uh, and now getting a bunch of uh, probably not great water on it. Off to a great start. Um, I guess I got I to gotta keep trying. I can't think if there is any, anything else I can do here. Uh, I'm going to once again try to cut, try, try desperately to cut uh, my bindings then. Okay. Um, so you, uh, uh, yeah, so you need to roll for that, and that would be strength okay. plus. Uh, you've hurt yourself. So I'm going to say it's strength plus melee weapons for a difficulty two. Okay. So I have a seven strength, so I'm rolling a one and a nine. Uh, so you managed to cut, I'm going to give you kind of a, you, you need a little help here. Um, <laughs> you managed to cut your, um, your bindings kind of, kind of off from your hand, but you actually accidentally stuck this piece of wood in your pit boy for some odd reason and uh the screen is no longer green it's actually red and and, and you're not quite sure what that means but your hands are free and now the water is up to four feet what do you do i'm going to attempt to climb out of the hole well first i'm gonna take the the binding out of my mouth and i'm gonna go roosevelt's ghost and grab my hands like and then I, i i quickly look and i try to i try to try to pull myself out while my feet are still tied. <laughs> Could you please roll a um, endurance plus survival difficulty four? Absolutely. Oh, I roll an 11 and a t- natural 20. You guys going to die before he even makes it to. I'm going to die before I even get out of the hole. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, you try to get out of the hole, but the sides are so slippery that you, you fall you fall down in it. Um, water starts to get in your mouth, and actually the gag re-gets into your mouth that you have, and it is like, it's like back onto you, and you're like, how, how the heck did this happen? Um, your pit boy starts burning your arm. In total, you take probably two damage from this. In, in this hole, you're, you're now submerged um, in in this world, and um, you you look up at, at you look up at the top of the water, and you realize that it's um, at this point pretty late in the evening um, that, that you've kind of been been down here trying to do all this stuff. You start to lose consciousness as um, you see from the top of the pool um, little tiny legs. Uh, that are strangely blue and behind it comes two green hands reaching down 
into the water. And you pass out. And that's where we're going to I'm going to leave you for right now. What a wonderful introduction. Bleeding, drowning. That was the most Stephen Lynch thing that I could imagine. <laughs> Just like you have this party of people doing their thing. You quick cut to a dude drowning in a hole and you never see him dying. again. I'm really glad I was muted because the noises that were coming out of me while you were doing this. The, the best part is because of this system, I, those are those were great roles in any other system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the nat 20. And I rolled a nat 20. I was like, yes. Day. And then my brain went, no, that's bad. Bad oh, things no. happen when you roll that. <laughs> If if you want to introduce this dice system to anybody, have them listen to that five minutes. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah. This is the up. golf of TTRPGs. You're golf. trying to score low. I'm just curious, how much health do you have left? Uh, I have four health left, thank you for asking. Okay, okay. that's... Boy. I I would have been very close to dead if that happened yeah. to me. I have nine to start and I have four left after that. It is morning in Ting Tun Tettlement, or as as we lovingly like to call it, uh, Rising Sun Settlement, uh, and everyone awakens. Um, the the door to the the radio tower opens, and um, you see Signal um, standing at the table uh, with a bunch of cooked Meyerlurk meat, and um, he looks at you all and says, "Lunch is served." Oh, heat me up a plate. He 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 looks at he looks at, he says, May Orlani hot luck. Oh. Uh you have any hot sauce? Signal uh looks around and pulls out his, his super sledge and says, hot, and and takes it and uh bashes one of the um the Meyerlerk pieces on the table um uh. and and mashes it with a hand with a super sledge and then burns it on the other end. Ah, uh, that... <clears throat> that'll that'll do. Thank you. Thank you. So do you all uh do you all eat the the massive pile of, of Meyer Lurk meat that he has cooked? What what's what's the scene here at breakfast slash lunch from yesterday? I'm gonna take a bite and see see if there's any initial reaction. I would like to you for you to roll a perception plus survival uh difficulty zero. Oh uh I got a nineteen and a two. So one success. Great. So you take a, a, a piece of the of the Meyerlurk meat um, and you you bite into it and you realize it's it, this, this Meyerlurk meat is is kind of uh, is kind of burnt to a crisp. It's not edible, but it's not going to hurt you. Um, and, and Signal kind of looks at you expecting um, and kind of and kind of gestures to his head with his pointer finger tapping on it and points at you. Yes, this is excellent Meyerlurk jerky signal. Good work, signal. Good work. It's it's jerky, guys. It's it's basically jerky. Signal says he he. Clark will chow down. He he he's not gonna pass up a meal. He knows that on the trail you gotta you gotta take it when you got it. Please roll perception plus survival difficulty one. Alright, so perception five, survival one. Right, I got a five and a 16, so one success. Great. So you reach in and uh, get a piece of jerky and chow down. Signal looks at you as well, expectingly. Managed to do all right, Signal. Signal, signal then gestures to, uh, to Lonnie and says, may your plate? Yup. <laughs> whatever serves as a plate in this establishment, I will issue it forth and accept my ration. 
Go ahead and roll difficulty two perception plus survival. It's ramping up. Oh my God. I didn't roll any successes. I was close. I'm going to spend a uh, luck point just to re-roll one of these D20. Still a fail. I failed. So you reach into the pile of, of Meyer Lurk meat and you and, and, and kind of get what, what you think is a crispy bit. And you're kind of watching Signal the whole time, trying to like make a good impression. And you take out uh, the, the piece, hold it into your mouth and take a bite down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot if you don't mind. And I want to use one of my luck points, do a luck of the draw and add a detail to this scene. Okay, what's okay? Okay. All right. All right. You said that he has, he made a tremendous amount of it. I think Signal would have made us some little doggy bags or his Signal's version of doggy bags for our next travel of his Mirelurk meat. While Lonnie is reaching in and fishing out his part, you notice that Signal has uh, made these uh, little plastic bags, um, Mirelurk claws. Frankly, they they might have some you think that they might have some good meat in there, um, but maybe something actually edible. The claws are actually kind of like poking through the bag because they're pretty, pretty thin and they're kind of sharp. All right. I think I think I've made my decision on the Slani situation and I'm going to need Buck to roll endurance plus survival. Who's Buck? John Buck Roosevelt. Oh, and you're going to be a difficulty uh, three for this cool. endurance plus survival. 20. And eight. There we go. One success. <laughs> oh, wow. Lonnie looks at Signal as he's taking a bite of, of the Meyer Lurk meat and uh, takes a big chomp. It doesn't taste cooked to you, Lonnie. Something tastes off. Uh, it is incredibly wet. And you look down and you realize that you have a hand in your mouth that you have taken a bite out of, that you have been so focused on Signal the uh the super mutant that you have taken a bite out of a hand. Mm-hmm.